Hello and welcome to the Nevermind Poly podcast. My name is Matt. I am your host, and we chat to rock and metal bands from around the world. How are you doing? How are you living? I hope you're doing well. Welcome to the show. On the show this time around, I've got the excellent Brad of the band Locket. Locket have a brand new record out called Super Luminum. God, I said it first time. I love that. I couldn't say it on the podcast. Uh, it's out on November 10th. So if you listen to this on day of release, it is out in the world everywhere. Go and listen to it. It's a cracking, cracking rock record. Uh, and this is a really good, lovely, little wholesome conversation. I want to do a massive shout out to Holly over at Good As Gold for sorting this one out for us. You are a star. And yeah, I can officially confirm we have hit the 100 episodes this year, which I'm so thrilled about. Um, we're actually got a few more kind of uh, being talked about and being booked in, but I wanted to make sure we got to the 100 and we've done the 100. We actually spoke to Emma Boster of Dying Wish for the 99th. Uh, and then basically podcasting world is all levels of crazy in terms of scheduling. Like I record episodes and they go in different times and it's all like, honestly, it's a right pain in my ass, but podcasting is so much fun. And this podcast is a lot of fun as well. Uh, I want to thank you all for the love and support in 2023. It's been absolutely incredible. And we're really, really looking forward to having a well-deserved break. But I don't think it's coming anytime soon because the bands keep like coming on the podcast. And I don't want that to stop. So basically, lots more content incoming. So thank you so much, as always. Uh, if you want to help support the show, you can share us all over social media. We are at Nevermind Poly Podcast. Uh, we also have a Patreon page, patreon.com forward slash Podcast. There is also, in the new year, going to be a brand new uh, kind of episodes of Off the Record, which is myself and my lovely wife to be, Rebecca, where we, ch- where we chat about music, we chat about films, we chat about top fives, tier lists, all that good stuff. That's going to be coming out more in 2024, but that's all to come. Lovely, lovely stuff. So, I'm going to shut up and let you guys listen to my conversation with the excellent Locket on the Nevermind Poly Podcast. Let's get to it. Hi guys, welcome back to the Nevermind Poly Podcast. My name is Matt, I'm your host, and we chat to rock and metal bands from around the world. And today we're going over to Toronto because I'm chatting to the guitarist and vocalist of the band Locket. I've got Brad here. How are you doing, sir? How's things? Things are good. Uh, just getting ready for this album to come out. Uh, it's pretty rainy out today in, in Toronto, but yeah, yeah. chilling, nice. chilling. <laughs> nice, awesome stuff. And that is the reason why we are here. Uh, the new album, um, Super Looney... Oh, see, I fucking balls it up. It's a mouthful, eh? <laughs> <laughs> Do you want to introduce it? Because I'm rubbish at reading yeah. sometimes. <laughs> you know what? The band, when I brought this album name up, they all kind of... I don't think they groaned. But they all went, oh, man, people are going to mess this up. <laughs> the album is called Super Luminal. <laughs> Super Luminal. That's, yeah, that is how you, yeah. It's, you know what it is? It's because I'm British and like aluminum, aluminum, like it's. A- aluminium. Exactly. It's that thing. That's what's thrown me. But in any case, it is out on the 10th of November. Um, yeah. uh, as you kind of briefly alluded to, how are you kind of feeling ahead of the release? What's the kind of mood like in camp at the moment? Um, It's good. It's. It's weird, you know, we started working on this stuff in like 2020 when mm-hmm. the pandemic started. It was kind of like, well, we can't play shows, so we might as well start working on a record. Yes. Um, so I personally haven't even listened to the album in like over a year, front to For back. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> um, so up until recently, it's it's just felt like old material. And now it's kind of feeling new again that people are finally able to 
to hear it and we're able to share it with people. Um, like my wife hasn't even heard the whole album yet. We kind of like really sit love. on everything until everyone can hear it all at once. Um, so yeah, that's that's been exciting. It's kind of given new life to these things that feel a little older. Absolutely. And and that's the thing. I, I have been uh, lucky enough to hear it and I've been spinning it in the car, uh, left, right and center when I'm going to work and things like that. And it's a great record. It's a great record, mate. It's an absolutely killer Thank record. You, and I'm really, really you. looking forward to um, when this when the sun does eventually break out in the UK. We're currently being battered by storms left, right and center. But when the sun doesn't come out, getting like the windows down and it's just it's just a really good feel good record. And Thanks, I, I think it's kind of the genre. It comes it comes from that kind of emotions anyway. But like when it's kind of really bleak outside in the UK yeah, in yeah. terms of the weather, it, it's nice. It kind of lifts my mood and things. So awesome. yeah, it, it's, a, it's a really good record. Um, something I like to do with my guests really early on is I've, I've kind of entitled this thing. So this podcast is going out in 2023. This is kind of a new addition to 2024, a bit of a rebrand and things. It's basically getting to know, right? And it's basically, right. I'd like to ask a few questions just to get to know you, the artist, you as a person, kind of where you come from, where you've been, all that kind of good stuff. So my cool. first kind of real question is kind of talking about your earliest core memories of being a teenager, being a child in terms of music. Where does your music come from? Where does your love for music come from? Mum, dad, brother, sister, um, how did it all begin for you? When I was growing up, we had a piano in the house. It's actually still in my dad's house. Um mm. But I think I was probably like an infant, just, you know, slamming on the keys. Uh, so my parents put me in piano lessons when I was like four years old. So it's kind of just embedded, like music has been embedded in my upbringing. Um, I don't have like what I would call musician parents. I have, you know, parents who like and enjoy music. Um, I have a dad who, you know, owned guitars and stuff just to play at the campfire and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, I think I think just being in an environment that always encouraged listening to music you know when i was a kid getting cds was like the the coolest thing you could get at christmas or for a birthday um and i had a lot of older cousins at the time that were you know introducing me to bands like blink 182 and some 41 and stuff like that uh in you know late 90s early 2000s so that's that probably set the path <laughs> for the rest of my life without anyone realizing it um sure. but yeah that's that's where it comes from Absolutely. And so starting out on a piano, what made you gravitate towards the guitar? I mean, talking about some 41 blink on 82, I can completely understand yeah. how you've managed to make that connection, but what was the kind of the, the catalyst for you uh, wanting to play guitar and pick up guitar and things? Um, I feel like it was just at that time when like, I think I was probably in, uh, I was maybe 12 years old at the time. Um, and you know, like the, the emo bands emerging onto the mainstream was mm -hmm. becoming like, the thing yeah. um as well as like being able to illegally download music was like i'm dating myself now but <laughs> that was like a thing you could do independently as like a 12 year old with access to the internet right um yeah. so i was finding all these bands like the used and stuff like that um when i was really young so being in this circle of friends where we were all downloading mp3s and and sharing music and you know we'd go to the the corner store and buy an ap magazine as like mm -hmm. a 12 13 year old kid um it really quickly ignites this, like, oh, I want to, I want to do this. Yeah. And I think eventually switching to guitar, um, as much as like the emo pop rock, all that pop punk stuff, um, was kind of like at the forefront, maybe a year or two before that seven nation army came out <laughs> by the white stripes, song, which yeah. like, if you had a guitar in your home, there was like no excuse not to learn that song. Yeah. Um, I am sure is the story for like everyone, my age, uh, that <laughs> the song, that kind of introduced everyone to 
picking up the guitar, figuring it out. And that's the thing, especially over here in the UK, it's been completely adopted by every single football team ever. Whether it's yeah, like, yeah. whether it's like a, a chant to go against the other team or a chant to cheer your team on, it is now so like saturated. It's like beyond yeah, belief. It's crazy. I mean, my my sister can play that. Like she knows how to pick up a guitar and play that song, yeah. and she does not play instruments. Like it's yeah, for sure. <laughs> I love that. So speaking about uh, obviously um, when you were a teenager going and buying records and things like that, I wanted to kind of update that uh, quite quickly. So if I was to give you a $20 note or is it is dollars in America, in Canada? I can't. Yeah. Yeah. Dollar, yeah, yeah. yeah. Cool. So $20 note and I sent you to a supermarket. The supermarket has everything you could possibly want, but your mm-hmm. $20 bill still retains a $20 bill value. What are you right. coming out with? Like a, a record store, you mean? Just a supermarket that sells everything. That sells everything with 20 bucks. Oh my God. Can you buy anything for 20 bucks anymore? Uh, this, um, this is the thing. I, this, I'm, is question, this is a good question. I'm, I'm trialing um, out. So this is going to be a question I'm going to sort of introduce into 2024. And like I say, it's a, it's a, it's a inside the psyche of what you'd go and go, what would I spend right. $20 on? <laughs> I mean, the, the quick and dumb and easy answer is like if there's a chicken shawarma plate available like that, I'm yeah. probably gonna grab that and go home and have a nice meal. Sure. Um, nice. But yeah, I'd probably end up picking up a, a record or something like that. Absolutely brilliant, love that. Um, and so a question uh, I'd like to ask my guest as well is, what is the best band you've seen live? And I what I have written my notes the worst, but I'm gonna go with most disappointing because worst doesn't always mean you know, yeah. disappointing doesn't always mean bad. Um, you know? The best band I've seen live. I've seen so many. That's such a good question. Um, when this is like 2015, when they were doing Riot Fest, not just in Chicago, but they they brought it to Toronto. Um, we somehow like ended up on the main stage of that festival opening, and Weezer was doing the Blue Album front to back, and it was like, I mean, it's yeah, hard that's... for Weezer to play a bad set, but it was just like yeah. the coolest thing ever uh, being a huge Weezer fan. Um, that was really cool. And then a few years back, um, I took my wife to see Maggie Rogers when she was still playing like small, small rooms compared to what she's doing now, but uh, sure. you know, like a 600 cap venue mm-hmm. and she did an encore that was completely acapella as nice. all the lights in the venue, like even the house lights turned off one by one. So by yeah. the time she said her like final thank you, it was pitch black and like pin drop silent in the audience. That was one of the coolest things I've ever seen. And you know what? That I, I do think this that doesn't get enough recognition. A really good sound engineer and a really good lighting engineer mm-hmm. behind a band can elevate a yeah. band so, so highly. It's yeah. yeah, yeah. I, I texted my bandmates immediately saying, like, I know she's a pop singer, but like mm-hmm. this is this is the coolest band like thing i've seen from the the front of house to the lights to to her backup band like everything was so cool absolutely i i saw um billy eilish about two years ago and fans of the podcast will hate me going on i keep banging on about it she's fucking incredible but it's kind of like i love kind of the metal of rocky of emo kind of indie all that stuff but like i'm such a sucker for a big massive pop star and again seeing that kind of in its own entirety in an arena and things absolutely like magical just what what a yeah. night um yeah, so, yeah I, I love that so speaking uh, kind of about uh the previous release and things all out i was released in 2019 i kind mm-hmm. of wanted to ask because it, i've done a bit of digging online stuff and for fan reaction and critical reaction it seems to have been all, all good on that respect a lot of people seem yeah. to be very positive how do you personally feel about those songs and that album sort of four years on after after the fact i think 
like I still l- listen to it every once in a while and think like, yeah, these are, I couldn't think of changing anything or I couldn't think of being in that headspace and writing anything that I could have been more pleased about. Yeah, um, sure. That was a nice experience because we're kind of in like band limbo at the time where we, we didn't have a label. We were completely DIY. We, we still are for the most part. Um, but it was nice to kind of just write music to write music. Mm-hmm. which on on releases before that with our, our previous band with the name we were going under there was there was always this like rush and pressure mm-hmm. to you, know, you got to follow up it's time to tour so the touring cycle needs material to to write off of and stuff like that um and i think you can tell it's just us kind of like writing whatever whatever the hell we wanted to write at the time so yeah it's i'm glad people enjoyed it <laughs> uh, and that's the thing as well i i guess you know the, the takeaway, I guess, kind of from like the COVID pandemic times was the fact that bands, and I guess this isn't common knowledge for anyone who's into music and things, but bands are always on a perpetual cycle of doing things, whether it's writing an album, yeah. going out on tour and things like that. When you put something like a pandemic in the way and you say you're not allowed to literally do any of that, like detrimentally, that's going to take away a lot of people's livelihoods and things. And like there's a lot yeah. of bad shit that happened. But the kind of flip side is that is you kind of stop and go, huh, like we've got all this time and I've got this equipment to like record music and do my thing. Yeah. It's like, cool. What, what would happen if we just stopped? So how did you kind of navigate and find, find those times? And obviously, cause like you say, you've been writing the album and things. Yeah. Um, I feel like people start bands for different reasons, like for a multitude of reasons, but you know, yeah. some people start bands cause they want to gig and play shows. Other people start bands cause they just want to fuck around with their friends and write music and jam. Yeah, um, sure. we, at least like myself and our guitar player, Corey are, I'd call ourselves like musicians before, like before and after the band. Um, It's like, it's what we do for our livelihood outside of the band. Like we're full-time producers, composers, engineers and stuff like that. Um, So we, I think enjoy the creative part more than anything else. Yeah. Um, It's like a blessing in disguise really, because we already have the tools at our disposal to record ourselves. Like we, we self-produce, we self-engineer and mix all of our music. We've always done that. Um, so it was kind of nice to be like, hey, we can do this again. Mm-hmm. Um, no one is like getting a foot or a leg up on the the touring front. Everyone kind of has to do this. Um, and we can have the luxury of also taking our time with it. Like I was saying before, which is a thing that we always hadn't been afforded in the past. Um, so it was cool. And it was also... It was more so collaborative. I mean, we had to obviously in pandemic era do stuff over Zoom every yeah, once in a while. Sure. Um, Corey ended up living in Brazil for several months. Uh, his wife is from there. So yeah. that was kind of weird, like feeling like trying to capture the in the room, like organic feel of writing music as if you are with the band. Because um, that was something we set out to do with this record was to make it feel very much alive. Yeah. But that's sometimes like the hardest thing to do when you're sending Dropbox files and links over the internet and Hey, can you hop on a FaceTime real quick and check this out? Uh, yeah. So that was like a hurdle for sure, but I think it all worked out. Yeah. I mean, I mean, for me, uh, you can write this, write this down as a one man's opinion, but it does sound like, you know, a group of people in a room making music. And although like you, you've, you've managed to, to pull the wool over this man's eyes, at least <laughs> in that respect. <laughs> so I wanted to ask, obviously from a, a creative point of view, how do you kind of find, because again, 
forgive me if I'm just projecting on you how I feel about things, right? Mm -hmm. So maybe like when I'm doing something creative, I am a sucker and I cannot stop tinkering with it. And I, if it's like, say if I was like, so I used to do um, videography and like YouTube and yeah. stuff before doing a podcast and moving into that world, I would record like a load of stuff and then be like, right, I'm going to edit it. And then you have like your, fi your first draft, second draft, third draft. And by the end yeah. of it, you've got half of what you started with because I've just tinkered with it so much. How do you find that? Yeah. And do you find it when you've got to go, right, I've got to walk away. It's done. Like, don't touch it anymore. Do you have that problem or is it kind of, you know, yeah, when oh, yeah. we, I have that problem for sure. I think Corey and I definitely have that problem, but the, I think the older we've gotten, the more we're aware that that's like an inevitability. Yeah. For um, sure. So I think this album is like 10 songs with a couple, couple interludes and stuff like that. I, majority of it was written and then scrapped and then rewritten and scrapped mm -hmm. and like you know over the course of three years your taste in music changes like does, yeah. influence changes and stuff like that so we had to keep coming back and grounding ourselves to like at the core of this what do we want this to feel like like at its simplest is it you know this super techie highly produced thing or do we want to show off our producer chops while also just making this feel like like i said like a very live in the room like bombastic rock record essentially um so that kept us grounded but yeah man like when you have all the time in the world you also have all the time in the world to <laughs> ruin your your yeah. work and overthink Absolutely. your work um and like my my day job like my line of work i have music deadlines that are like 24 hours where mm -hmm. i just have to write something and walk away yeah which I wish I had at the time of like starting <laughs> these records. Cause this is like a new thing for me. Um, but yeah, like, I think it's just, it takes a lot of practice to know when to like pump the brakes and be like, no, we're the song is done. <laughs> Absolutely. And I wanted to talk as well about kind of other creative processes that you've kind of been through because I, I was doing again, while doing research for the, for the project and podcast and things, I, I stumbled across the locket podcast and uh, yeah. I wanted to I wanted to ask is is that something that's going to be coming back? So I saw it was a couple of weeks ago uh, got uploaded, and you also had uh, this was a few years ago now, but um, bearings on the show, uh, and yeah. I don't know how that kind of happened that connection because bearings been on the show here, and they're the only right. the only guests we've had on when my other half has set the fire alarm off during the podcast. So oh, no it, everyone should go back because it's the, one of the most surreal moments of being like, that's funny. I'll just be right back, and then like <laughs> to go that's and awesome. sort that. <laughs> So yeah, how how um how did the podcast kind of start and things? Is that something you're pursuing um, more things? Yeah, I think like I said, we we just like doing creative stuff and we just like doing stuff together in whatever capacity. Um, and I think this might not be the case. I, I know it's not the case for a lot of bands, which is might sound weird to you or listeners, but like a lot of bands aren't friends outside of the band. For sure. Um, yeah. yeah which we like are genuinely like if this band stops in its tracks tomorrow, like we're, we're all still going to hang out. Like they were all, we're all in each other's wedding parties and stuff like that. You know, like we're, um, I feel like we're lifers <laughs> with our, yeah, our group. Absolutely. So if we can find an excuse to hang out and also like do something that makes the label happy or the algorithm happy, um, the podcast seemed like the easiest thing to do. Cause all we do as like, you know, 30 and 29 year old guys is just hang out and talk shit for <laughs> hours on end. Um, and then the bearings thing, they're just like, they're friends of ours. They live, they grew up like pretty much down the road from Corey uh, over in Ottawa. So we've known them since, you know, they were first starting. Yeah. They're, they're cool guys. I have to say, mm -hmm. uh, and that's, that's the thing as well. I think that you've touched on a really interesting point there about saying that, you know, some bands 
are just in a band. But I, I guess that's the thing. Like you start out with the best intentions. Whenever you do anything, you start out with the best intentions. Yeah. Sometimes your intentions get lost or, or whatever. It's kind of like when the real hard parts of being in a band, right? And I'm talking sort of like lugging flight cases upstairs and setting yeah. up and all the bullshit that comes with it. Like that's when the real like kind of friendship gets kind of not strained, but it gets pushed, right? And yeah, when you're and touring too, like just yeah, in general. general. When you're on tour and you know you've gone like a 16 hour drive and you've not slept, and you know that one person, how do you kind of find yourself from not getting kind of annoyed at each other? And again, I guess if you're kind of that brotherhood and those group of friends, it makes perfect sense, but yeah, at the same time, you must be nice to kind of know that you've got each other's back, but also you know when to like, cool, I'm just gonna leave him be for a bit, I'm just gonna go and do something yeah. else because you don't want to wind each other up, you know? Yeah, I. I think for us, uh, at least Travis and Corey and I, we've mm. been playing together for like almost 10 years now, maybe even longer with Travis and I, um, but it hasn't always been that way. There's been at sometimes a rotation of people, you know, Travis went to college for several years, so he was out and we had replacements and stuff. And um, I think without this core three, and I'll count Joey, our, our drummer as well, because he's always, if he hasn't been in the band, he's been the drum tech or the guy on tour with us. Yeah. Um, I think the people who haven't, stuck around and have you know filtered in and out um it's totally like a personality thing and it's not necessarily like you know a hostile relationship that exists is, yeah. that's ongoing between us and past members and stuff it's just people deviate and go separate ways and want different things and it's kind of an eye-opener like oh yeah this this relationship has to work with all the people that are in it or it's yeah. like it's bound to blow up uh, which happens to everyone more often than not so i think now that it's this core group of people that have kept coming back together. I think we're all very self-aware mm -hmm. um, and self-aware to the point that like, we never want to put people out. We never want to make people feel uncomfortable. We never want, you know, people to to be the, the reason where we don't want to be the reason people are angry or upset or things like that. Um, so yeah, this might sound like corny and fake, but like, I literally yeah, can't think right. of a time the four of us have ever like, us together have ever had an argument in like 10 years <laughs> like if someone's well, upset or stressed out about something like i think we're all really good about being like dude it's okay like it's not the end of the world or like go take a lap or you know yeah and that's the thing as well i guess it creates a safe environment for you then to be like if you've got a, a particular uh guitar if it's not you know in the usual register or the usual yeah. fashion go this is something different don't bite my head off but this is and then you can kind of thrash out yeah. and, and it fits or it doesn't and that's perfect man because like i say yeah. that's that's the best thing otherwise yeah it's just totally. not and fun. we all like we have like a brotherly relationship too where we all know that like if you do goof up or do something a little silly or dumb, like you're going to yeah. get razzed on, but it's all out of love sort of thing. Um, so there is never a worry. Like, oh, if I present something that they might think is kind of whack, like they might say, dude, that's whack, but like, you're yeah. almost there. You yeah, know what yeah, I mean? Absolutely. Like yeah, it's, yeah. yeah, it's all well, positive. Well, that's the thing in that kind of same spirit. Have you guys got any kind of tour stories of, of hijinks or any kind of playing tricks on each other? Because again, like you say, you've, you've, you've used the words um, brothers, right? I, yeah. I've, I've, people have said to me before, it's like being in a, in a, in a, like a relationship with like four different people, like whether that's platonic or whatever, like, do you know what I mean? Cause it's just kind of yeah. like, you all have to get along and, and make things work. Have, do you get up to much hijinks or is it all kind of, you're all on the same page having the, the positive vibes and things? um i think we're all on the same page like we goof around i can't think of anything that's like you know pulling pranks or, or stuff like that um sure. 
and I'm not to say that that hasn't happened. I just nothing. <laughs> I'd have to sit here for five minutes and think of the yeah. million things that have probably happened. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it, it's mostly just us having a good time and you know joking around. Absolutely. Is there something that you have uh, on your tour? So when you when you uh, pack your case for tour and everything, is there something that you cannot live without? If you were so in the, in the kind of sense that you've driven, I don't know, like 40, 50 miles down the road and go, fuck, I've forgotten X thing. And you got to turn around and get it. It's something like on the, on you or you have on tour with you that you've gone, I can't live without not having this thing. Well, my bandmates will instantly say Brad's wallet. Cause I'm like the, <laughs> the guy who will pack everything the night before two nights, even a week before and still forget my wallet without, I'll, we'll be halfway down the road or, you know, yeah. we'll have a band practice. Corey will start his five hour drive back home and then text me. I have your wallet. <laughs> it's in the car. <laughs> um, so that would be like the realistic answer, but my clothes, I, I'm like a sucker for buying clothes that I like. So nice. I'm ridiculous about what, what I pack to wear when we play, what I'm going to wear at. I like to be comfortable. Basically. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm very similar in that. So I'm a creature of habit, which is good also yeah. i'm an absolute i've got a memory like a sieve so i'll put stuff down and i'm like mm -hmm. wherever i put it and my other half will be like is it on the bookshelf I'm like no is it in the fruit bowl no is it on the computer yes my computer lovely job like i'm exactly the same <laughs> yeah, and i feel like where we live is like we don't just go through four seasons we go through like all the in-betweens mm. that constantly just pop like it'll snow yeah. in april and yeah. you know, it'll it'll be like 25 degrees in december like if something weird is always happening so i, I need to make sure i'm always prepped because i don't want to be the guy sweating like mm -hmm. crazy on a really hot fall day or being freezing you know uh which Absolutely. i'm sure Corey is the opposite of that Corey, most <laughs> Corey's clothes are our own hand-me-downs that we've given him because he just can't be bothered to to shop and yeah yeah he kind of gives me like the um the chili pepper vibes just going out in the nude is it is that kind of the vibe <laughs> you know what do you remember the band um better off do you remember that band they were like I do, pop yes. rock kind of, yeah, yeah, yeah yeah um they're it might have been their first show ever in canada when i think they were like first popping off like I don't know, 10 years ago we were playing a show with them in someone's garage like in their shed yeah and it was the middle of winter yeah and i think the joke that was going around was like oh my god these poor boys from tennessee or wherever they were from down south in the states like they're gonna freeze their ass off having to play essentially outside <laughs> in yeah. a garage and they did the most badass thing they stripped down to their underwear sure. and played like negative 20 degrees and crushed it and it was so <laughs> yeah that that is the definition of living on the edge but also adrenaline pumping and keeping you yeah warm. <laughs> yeah it was awesome <laughs> So you might have already answered the question I'm about to ask you, but where is the weirdest or the strangest place you've ever played a show? And when I say weird or strange, it doesn't have to be negative because I think that's yeah. where most people go. They go, oh, I played to like course, five yeah. people in a warehouse, whatever. Well, yeah, somewhere you've just sort of looked around at your bandmates and gone, who who, who booked this? <laughs> who the fuck are we here? Yeah. I think like most bands in our world, you like grow up or come up doing like DIY Mm -hmm. pay what you can sure. like just small shows because you're eager to play wherever yeah for um, sure. so we played everywhere from like i said like sheds in like people's mm -hmm. houses to, to basements which is like a, a normal thing um we played in barns and stuff like that before at like you know a university kid's like party while his parents are away for the weekend nice. um i'm trying to think if there's been anything that's been notably just kind of like really weird we did play one show the first tour we ever did in the States years ago 
Mm. And we had to go through Arkansas, which right. I don't know. Now being or like having been doing this for so long, I, I like you never see bands play Arkansas. You're like, why did we have to right. go through there? Yeah. Um, but it was just a weird, it was a weird vibe. Everyone was really nice, but it was like very Christian. And right. the venue was very much like it used to be a plantation. Like there was right. no, yeah. it was everything yeah. about it was a little like, oh, this is, this is different yeah. than what we used to. <laughs> Absolutely. That's um not the one as they say. <laughs> yeah. 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 Lovely job. Um, so I've got a few kind of questions that I'm, I've started to sprinkle in uh, as this kind of year kind of comes to a conclusion and end and things. And uh, one of those is what is any personal or band achievements you're particularly proud of in 2023? And I'm going to say you can't have the record. I mean, you can, I'm joking. But... Yeah. <laughs> um, well, I guess we haven't really done anything other than like wait for this record to come out <laughs> in 2023. Say, if you've got um, any personal kind of uh, like achievements where you're kind of like particularly proud of. Yeah. You know what this, and this goes back to us just being friends, but like the three of us have recently all gotten married. Amazing. Um, Congratulations. Thanks. Which is just like, yeah, I, you don't hear about like married band guys. Often <laughs> people have either like put the band on pause or, um, you know, touring makes it like hard to have a long-term relationship and stuff like that. But sure. um, us all being like in each other's wedding parties and stuff, uh, mm-hmm. our bass player, Travis, his wife is Pakistani and um, they had like a very, it was kind of blended, but it was like, I'd say 80% Pakistani tradition, mm-hmm. which was so cool for us yeah, to experience absolutely. part of. Um, so one thing I am super proud of is we had to choreograph a dance and not just like, not just like the white person walk in and like do this and take your seat. It was like a choreographed minute and a half, two minute long dance. Please tell uh, me you've got video of that somewhere. <laughs> you know what? I think I think our band's uh, photographer slash videographer we take on tour. He was yeah. doing video for the wedding, so oh, that video is there somewhere. Like, yeah, absolutely. Break some of the guys are <laughs> yeah. Some of the guys are like they never want to see it because they were so embarrassed. I thought it. I thought we killed it. I thought it was awesome. Absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> If I get my hands on the 4K video, I will. Uh, that's going to go on the internet. <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, probably to the detriment of your bandmates who don't want it on there. But hey, yeah, it's going to be fun. If you, if you that is took a perfect time example. To, yeah. yeah. So if you took the time to choreograph it, yeah, definitely get it out there. <laughs> yeah, that's the, it's like the perfect example of like this. These are the lengths we will go through for each other for things that yeah. are like we gain nothing from. <laughs> you know? yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, so what are you looking forward to in 2024? So obviously the album will be out. I'm assuming lots of tourings on the cards. What What is ahead for 2024? Um, I'm not 100% about touring. Mm. Just had this like weird, and I wouldn't say weird, but we've had this like different approach with how to go about the band now that we are like a little older. Mm. Um, family life is like a priority now and stuff like that. And we've been like very open with our label and they've like been great about it. Um, Kind of, you know, we have friends that aren't in band world that are like quote unquote successful musicians, whether it's in like the hip hop space or the pop or R and B space or, you know, the, uh, the lo-fi indie space and stuff like that Um, where you're able to like make the band or the artist project like blossom without killing yourself on the road. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) Which in band world, it's, it's very much, like that's been the formula like you make an album you tour you grind you might sleep on floors you know three months of the year straight and fingers crossed like it catches on um we're now i think like we have all the tools at our disposal to just be like a constant presence 
mm-hmm. doing stuff either on the internet or releasing music or doing the podcast or doing things like that. Um, where when we do play, like it'll make sense for us to be yeah. in the cities we're playing. Cause like there is an audience there and stuff like that. So I'm, we're all excited to be playing shows. Um, I think we're announcing like a record release soon, Amazing. which would be cool. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm just excited for all the things that follow an album coming up. Absolutely. I've got a couple of final questions for you, mate, before we let you on your way. And I'm so grateful for the, for the time and things. Um, so one of the questions I've asked every single guest in 2023, right, is so when this podcast gets bought up by Spotify, Apple Music, insert big corporate brand here, Vice's podcast, right? I'm going to have lots of lovely corporate money to spend. And what I'm going to do is rather than reinvest it in the podcast, because that would just be silly, I'm going to blow it all and have a big, massive festival, right? And you guys are invited to play along with all the other bands that have been on the podcast. It's going to be a very long, very eclectic build. It's going to be lovely. But what I want to know is what you'd like to add to the dream rider of said festival. Now, the thing is, we've got all that lovely corporate sponsor money, so we could have literally whatever... And because we've got loads of money, we've also had it in the biggest possible field that we can get our hands oh. on. So there's no like, there's no like restraints you could have. I have more logistics. I have an easy answer, and I know at least half of my bandmates would agree with this. But Taylor Swift, Taylor hey. Swift. <laughs> yes, I tried. I tried for so long to get Eras mm-hmm. tour tickets and yep. failed. <laughs> and I bugged a million people that work at Live Nation and Ticketmaster and. Um, yeah, I, I met some of our like band adjacent friends that like work mm-hmm. on our team with us, um, because yeah. we all bought tickets to go see Taylor Swift, like 10 years ago. Amazing. Um, so yeah, I feel like that's like, we're so, closet. <laughs> so this, so I, I need a little bit more context on this. You've just said Taylor Swift to me. So are we, are we Taylor Swift performing? Is she just there at the concert? Just generally like what? She's what's performing. She's yeah, performing. I, mean, I, I, I need I, to see the errors to her live in the flesh. <laughs> I wasn't just I wasn't sure if she was just hanging about like she got a VIP guest or whatever like <laughs> I guess she yeah she'd be welcome but uh, yeah absolutely so yeah, if, the, if the money's there if the money's I, there I feel like most people would not object to that <laughs> to be honest I think out of every guest I've had in 2023 and you are number 104 I think like we've we've not had an actual artist been request so that is that's pretty really? yeah you've you've smashed that one absolutely smashed it yeah. Um, and speaking about um, kind of final questions and things, my final question I've asked every single guest in the last three and a half years of doing this podcast is what is the best thing about being in a band for you personally? Um, that's a great question. I think, I mean, sorry, I'm, I'm trying to think about like, oh, it's fine. Uh, Dead air is fine for this question. I, I'm all good. I, I, I don't do any editing, so it's all good. They can Perfect. just they Perfect. can just have that. They can sit in my silence for a few seconds. Um, <laughs> Absolutely. Best thing. I honestly think, like, there's so many things, um, but I think the best thing about being in a band, and this is what I tell a lot of younger musicians, if you're able to do so, um, yeah. so many things outside of music blossom from being in a band. Um which sounds like maybe an answer like people aren't used to hearing or it sounds kind of like hokey or weird. Um, But yeah, like I I don't know how else to explain it, that it's, it's like the best thing you could do with a talent where you can like 
let it out creatively. You have that sort of release if you're playing shows or recording music or whatever. Um, you more often than not find like a sense of community within like your music scene, um, or your group of friends, whoever you're sharing and playing music with. Um, but yeah, I, I think if it's something you're passionate about, like you will find other people that are in it for the long haul. And that doesn't necessarily mean playing music forever, um, but you will be friends with music lovers forever, you know? And like, I met my wife because we were going to shows together 10 years ago. And sure. uh, like I said, I, I met my brother-in-law who is our tour manager because he was coming to see Taylor Swift with that. It's just like, you meet all these people, um, you experience amazing things. If you tour, you're lucky enough to like get to see most of the world, yeah. um, which is like, you know, no one gets to do that really in any other job, unless you're like a professional athlete or <laughs> something yeah, like that. Absolutely. Yeah. For um, sure. But yeah, I, I think the best part is like everything else that comes outside of the music. Love a job. I love that. Brad, thank you so much for your time, mate. The record is out on November 10th. Uh, so that'll be after this podcast goes out. So it's out everywhere. Do you want to just do the name one more time? Because I'm not going to be able to do it because I want to budget it at the beginning. Yeah, the album is called Superluminal. Uh, like you said, it's out November 10th everywhere. Lovely job. Lovely job. Um, thank you so much. Uh, this has been a fucking pleasure, mate. And we yeah, hope yeah, to see you uh, uh, on the UK on the UK front if you make it over here. And um, totally, yeah, yeah, I love that. Lovely job. Beers all round. Lovely. Right. Have a have a lovely rest of your uh, afternoon, sir. Thank you so much. Yeah, you too.